0: This is another Health bite brought to you by Healthy North Coast. My name's Chris Ingle, I'm one of the local paediatricians here in Lismore and uh, while I don't see only children with autism, there'd be very few days where a child with autism wouldn't come uh, and see me in in my rooms here in Lismore. And uh, it's it's a topic that's uh, very dear to my heart because each of these children is so different and I think for you out there trying to make sense of autism and uh, what it means, uh, what it is, what it isn't, uh, is all I think sometimes uh, I, I, I spent yesterday trawling through a few websites and I came away a little bit more confused than enlightened. And so I can only imagine what it's like for parents and uh, and other people who are, who are perhaps looking at a child who they think may have autism or they may have, uh, a child has been diagnosed with autism and what to do, uh, what's the best way forward. So um, I think the first, first thing I'd like to talk about is uh, what is autism? And uh, the easiest way to think about it initially, I think is just to think autism, it really is, they are on autopilot, They're, they are within themselves quite uh, uh, complete. And uh, they find it difficult to relate to the people around them. They just don't get how, how to um, or why uh, it is important to, to, re, to relate and talk with and, and um, communicate with the people around them. They're often very good with, with uh, things, so toys. Uh, they may understand structures. They may be brilliant at, at jigsaws and so forth but it's people that they find particularly uh, uh, difficult and sometimes distressing. And so uh, if if you have uh, uh, a child who you feel may have autism, you've really got to find a few things uh, there. And the first is that they uh, have difficulty um, using language to relate to people. So they may be able to use language to tell you about or to relate a show that they've just seen on television perfectly well. And they'll have all the dialogue and they may even have the uh, style of voice but they may not be able to ask you to make a sandwich with uh, peanut butter and instead of asking you they may see you as an object someone to or something that they can take the arm of and go to the the cupboard until they get their message across and so this is not only distressing for the child but also for the parent um, So there's problems with how how they relate in terms of using language. There's problems in how they relate in terms of eye contact. Now eye contact is one of the most sophisticated things that we use. Um, When you think about it, the eye contact you give to uh, the butcher or your doctor or your partner is qualitatively very, very different. And uh, we talk about this eye contact, but with the eye contact, of course, there are facial, um, uh, facial features which we, we bring to, to allow people in or keep them out. And we set up our distance between each other largely with facial expression and, and eye contact. So if you have autism and you don't get that and you can't make eye contact meaningful... So you'd look at an eye like you'd look at um, a porcelain statue rather than, oh, there's a person living behind that eye. Uh, Then you can imagine that that person with autism is going to find it very hard to relate. Uh, And perhaps as a result of that, the third main thing is that people with autism, they find it very difficult, children in particular, uh, to make friends and keep friends. Uh, friendships are about sharing strengths and sharing secrets and they are sophisticated in themselves and so children with autism they can end up on the outside uh, of things but that's not all it is you really need something else as well and that's the I think what people regard as the odd things that people with autism have such as they might have um, stereotypic behaviours, so to speak so they might echo back what is said to them or they might have a particular fixed interest in something like in children, it could be Thomas the Tank Engine, um, and they love Thomas because the facial features are clear. And uh, so for example, or they may have an interest in dinosaurs. Now, most three-year-olds are going to have an interest in dinosaurs or some other, um, something else that, that takes their fancy to a point where you think, oh my God, I don't want to hear about that again. But with autism, it's just overwhelming. It becomes, it encompasses the child. And not only do they often have uh, the interest, but also they, they will be um, telling you about it again and again and again, and maybe even taking on the roles of the dinosaurs that they see. So, so it's almost as if the child is lost into the world that they've um, become interested in. And so all of these things need to be there for autism. Um, we used to say Asperger's disorder, now we say high-functioning autism. I would lay money, we'll get Asperger's disorder back at some point, but for the moment, that's, the, that's what we're working with. And um, it just brings you to the idea, really, that autism itself is quite separate to everything else. So you can have a child with autism who, who has an IQ which is very high, or very low. You can have a child with autism who has a higher level of anxiety or blissfully uh, calm. You can have a child with autism who is exceptionally busy and can't stay on task and to all the world looks like having attention deficit disorder and other children who can remain intensely focused. So it's the personality of the child. And you'll see this, if you go on the net, you'll see this is, is talking about comorbidities. So attention deficit disorder, anxiety and so forth. But I think we're more than that. I think we're people first and we have our skill set second. So that the person, the person who has the autism for me is just as important as the autism the person has or the type of autism. And uh, I think that's probably one of the most important points. Uh, to make so that each child with autism is going to be quite different. But if you come back to the points I made about um, language, eye contact, ability to make friends, and then also the odd little things that children with autism do, the, the rit- rituals, the repetitive things, then you won't make a mistake. What it isn't is, for example, a child with obsessive compulsive disorder, a high level of anxiety, Those children may have repetitive little rituals and so forth, but they won't have the problems with friendships. They won't have the problems with eye contact. Similarly, a child with a language disorder. Children with language disorders find it very difficult to communicate, but they're frustrated as a result because they want to communicate. Children with autism, they don't mind if they don't communicate. And so so also children with motor problems, Uh, with concentration issues can be confused if they become highly frustrated and are acting out and most of the behaviours that children when they come to see me to try and understand those behaviours is important so it could be to do with the fact that they have other things as well as autism or a different type of personality one of the things I'd like you to take away is the concept of theory of mind. And if there's one thing you write down and and Google, that is the one thing I would do. If I say to a four-year-old child, who's your best friend? And they say, Samantha. I can say to them, I really like Samantha. They would then accept that. Because if they know Samantha at the age of four, everybody does. By eight years old, they're saying, how do you know Samantha? You're not a family friend. You don't go to my school. And so they understand that different people have different minds. And this is the theory of mind. An adult with autism, or so we say, Asperger's disorder, may uh, love rocks, and may understand everything, or astronomy, and they'll be telling you about this. You know your adult friends who have Asperger's because they will tell you about the things in their life that interest them, uh, perhaps whether you want them to or not. And they may not pick up on the social cues when your dear, is at the time. And so uh, adults with Asperger's disorder don't have a well-developed theory of mind. They think that you are them. They think that you are just as interested in astronomy as they are. But it goes further than that. Because if they don't understand that you've got a separate mind to them, then they will go, oh, you understand me they project their mind onto you almost entirely and so they'll they will say to you oh you know the time when pluto goes behind neptune and this and this and this happens and you go well no i don't That they are honestly surprised and go no, no no yes you do and they will try and um, help you understand what they know but they're perplexed by that so it's this this idea of theory of mind is at the core of autism It's at the core of Asperger's disorder. And if you understand that, it will give you great kindness and tolerance towards these people who are trapped in their way of thinking. Um, So the next time this is happening, uh, you will understand what's going on with that person, but never diagnose friends or family, okay? I think that's always bad. So when you come back to the medical side of things, you say, well, okay, We've made a diagnosis, why does this child have autism? And for the most part, there is no answer. Uh, Some children will have been born with a very low IQ and they'll have a lot of autistic features just because they can't communicate and they lack that central communication. Other children will be quite bright and they'll have these features. The most common thing I see is that in that family, there are other people with similar features. So it might be the males on mum's side of the family. Mum herself may have some mild autistic traits. The father is often the culprit and he may have similar, for example, Asperger's traits to, the, to his son or daughter. And so nature loves autism and hands it down. And so I think that that's a lesson for us that autism might be different, but it's not less. And while the children and adults have functional problems and a lot of frustration in their lives, it doesn't mean that we need to think of them, uh, I guess, as as separate to society. They provide things for society that other people can't bring. They invent things. They think of things in absolutely new and unique ways. And I think that if we stop and look at the group of people who have autistic traits, you'll find they do... over over centuries have brought a lot to our civilization. And so looking then at families, you gain an idea of how functional the child is going to be. So even though the child may have autism, if dad has autism and he's the chief uh, executive officer of a large company uh, and manages that really well, then that's good news for that child. Uh, It doesn't mean that we can't help the child understand how to relate, and that's an important part of the therapy. Uh, But it it means that we can relax a little bit and say, look, this may well be the trajectory of this child. Um, Let's all be a bit more optimistic about things, even though he's a bit odd. Uh, From the medical side of it, as as a doctor, when I see a child with autism, it's very important for me to involve other minds. So occupational therapists, speech therapists, psychologists, are all people who I would want to see that child. I want to know what the teachers are seeing because autism is a so-called pervasive developmental disorder which means, say, unlike shyness, it occurs everywhere. And so it'll be occurring at school, it'll be occurring at home. And um, so I, I want to know from a number of different sources how this child is seen. And if the child is seen differently in different areas, then you've probably got something else going on, perhaps a language disorder or attention deficit disorder or something else where the child is acting out in certain situations. Shyness is a common example of this. And so once then I've I've got together other people's views on this child, uh, there are a number of checklists you can use. Um, Tony Atwood is uh, has been doing this for decades and he has uh, an exceptionally clear picture of the day-to-day ramifications of having, well, Asperger's disorder there, but very helpful in understanding autism as well. Once everyone has given a view, there are specific um, tests that you can use. Um, One of the best ones is is an ADOS, and uh, that is done here in Lismore uh, by Dr. Jackie Andrews, actually, who is is herself, I I believe, an expert in autism and uh, for most of us though, we don't have the luxury of being able to do a standard test which may take some hours, but rather we go on our own observations, the observations of the parents and also the other health professionals that we've brought into the mix. There is no blood test, there is no test for autism. Some people will say that you can do other testing, but we um, I think the medical fraternity would say at this point in time that there is no single test or no, no test at all apart from a clinical diagnosis. So you could test for a child who has what we call cognitive delay or um, uh, you know, problems, with communic- problems with understanding and the testing for that is usually a chromosome test which looks at the whole chromosome as well as a number of other things such as thyroid disease and so forth. These these testing this testing I don't do for people with autism. Other folk may, uh, but I've I found over the years that there's not a lot of yield in that area. Once the diagnosis has been made, you say, well, look, what's what's the way forward for this particular child? I like uh, to to use the lo- our local team at Aspect in Alstonville. So that's au- that's short for Autism Spectrum, and they're the group. Uh, who are actually having, and I've, I've just got to get this right here, but on um, uh, over the Easter weekend, they're, they're putting on a different brilliant at Byron Bay, and I'd just like to give a plug for that because Aspect do a wonderful job, and I think it's their 10-year anniversary that they're celebrating. They have brought an enormous amount of resource to the, to the North Coast, uh, and um, I think children's, children's lives are far better now that they're about. So the ASPECT team, occupational therapists, physio, um, psychologists, speech therapists, um, help not only to, to make make a diagnosis uh, for the children with autism, but they really help to coordinate what they need in school and out of school. They run a number of satellite classes in the Northern Rivers here. And I think the understanding a child has, has autism is one of the strengths, probably the major strength for me of making the diagnosis. So that teachers, family, friends can understand, look, this child is not acting out just for fun. The child has real problems in understanding where other people are coming from. And obviously as they get older, um, that becomes clearer. But when they're still in the pre-verbal stage and the early school change stage rather, they um, really do benefit from the adults around them, understanding them, giving them um, clear cues. And a lot of these cues will be visual because that's what they really understand. Uh, that's where their strength is. They have wonderful memories. But not only puzzles, but also, you know, uh, the route that the bus takes to school. Any variation, however, is met with um, meltdown. And so you'll talk to parents of children with autism and they will say our routine is absolutely essential. Uh, Aspect and all the other carers around here um, help give these families strategies for their child. And coming back to what I said originally about every child being different, every child with autism also being different, each child needs their own individual uh, therapy strategy. And uh, I'm often part of that so I'll be trying to help, I guess, parents through the maze of, of um, what, is, what is out there to help help their child. Um, one of, the, um, one of the, the ports of call I, I think that you'd find most useful is um, the so-called HACWA funding, which I think will probably be able to be brought into this um, webinar later. And basically, if you go to that website, you will see the number of different areas that children can be helped. And I won't go into all of them today, but I do recommend that to you. And it gives you an insight into how children at various ages uh, with autism uh, can be helped. Um, we do prescribe medication as, as doctors for some of the um, so-called comorbidities of autism, so children with autism as well as having more problem with understanding also have more problem with behaviour around focus, concentration in a classroom for example and also a high level of anxiety which will peak whenever their routine is changed uh, and or, or something new uh, has to happen without perhaps them being prepared for it. And so uh, we as paediatricians will prescribe either medications for focus or medications for anxiety uh, in these children, obviously in concert with the broad range of um, allied health, pardon me, allied health and medical therapies that are are being undertaken. Um, I I think that um, the only other medical point that I bring up is uh, that if you have 10 children with autism, perhaps five of them May improve on a diet low in gluten and casein, and what I see when this when it does occur, when the child is helped, uh, you'll see uh, the child. The parents will come back and they say, "Oh yes, much calmer, and and perhaps a little more interactive as well." And so, when I see that, usually it's the gluten, usually it's the wheat um, protein rather than the casein, which is the dairy protein. Probably four out of those five children uh, would be responding to a low gluten diet, and one out of those 10, or five, uh, would be responding to a low dairy diet. So, but apart from that, um, I I think um, the way to think about autism is that you progress in uh, just step by tiny step, very little steps of improvement. You have to be so patient around these children. But if you are patient, the rewards are enormous because you see change over time. Uh, and you'll see a child with the simple measures of of the parents and other people demanding eye contact, demanding a voice, demanding meaningful interaction from these children, work a minor miracle, but it may take years rather than weeks or months. Um, I would um, say to any person out there who thinks their child may have autism, to go to their um, general practitioner And talk about what it is that's um, concerning them because uh, it's much better to get to either get a definitive diagnosis or rule out a definitive diagnosis than to live with the anxiety of uh, not knowing the best way to explain autism to siblings uh, and to parents I think is to talk to the parent about how the child is seeing the world, how the child sees people around them more as objects than as we would understand as people and I think once that's understood then not only can you help the child more effectively but you can also I think create much more kindness and tolerance uh, in the people who, who live with that child. If your child has been diagnosed with autism, you may be wanting to have another child and uh, or you may have other people in the family who are having children. Um, And I I think it's a very difficult question to know what, what is the chance of the next child coming along having autism. I think you've got to look back through the family and if there's a lot of people with that style of personality, that would make it much more likely. Otherwise, there's still only a very low percentage chance, maybe two or three percent in a subsequent child. What does having autism mean for a child's education and then going to school? If your child is diagnosed with autism before entering school, then you need, I think, to look at the options available on the far north coast for um, schooling. The aspect group run a number of satellite classes throughout the north coast and those classes are ideal for children uh, with autism, but equally, there are a number of um, schools who have uh, teachers who understand autism, and certainly in the kindergarten year, may be able to um, be just as helpful in helping the child start their learning. I'd like to thank you for your time. Thanks for listening. Check out healthynorthcoast.org.au for up-to-date and reliable health information in northern New South Wales.